You're being so much like your father. Do not compare me to my father. I didn't compare you to him. I said you were acting like him. You're exactly like your mother. Everything you're complaining about her, you're doing. You're suffocating Henry. First of all, I, I love my mother. She was a wonderful mother. Just repeating what you told me. Secondly, how dare you compare my mothering to my mother? I may be like my father, but I am not like my mother. You are! And you're like my father. You're also like my mother. You're all the bad things about all of these people, but mostly your mother. When we would lie in bed together, sometimes I would look at you and see her and just feel so gross. I felt repulsed when you touched You're me. You're a slob. I made all the beds, closed I mean, all the cabinets, picked care of you like an infant. Makes me want to peel my skin off. You'll never be happy. In LA or anywhere, you'll think you found some better opposite guy than me, and in a few years, you rebel against him because you need to have your voice. But you don't want a voice. You just want to fucking complain about not having a voice. I think about being married to you, and that woman is a stranger to me. I mean, we had a child's You've marriage. You've gone back to your life before you met me. It's pathetic. People used to tell me that you were too selfish to be a great artist, and I used to defend you. They were absolutely right. All your best acting is behind you. You're back to being a hack. You gaslighted me. You're a fucking villain. Oh, you want to present yourself as a victim because it's a good legal strategy? Fine, but you and I both know you chose this life. You wanted it until you didn't. You used me so you could get out of LA. I didn't use you. You did, and then you blamed me for it. You always made me aware of what I was doing wrong, how I was falling short. Life with you was joyless. What, so then you had to go and fuck someone you else? You shouldn't be upset that I fucked her. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. Do you love her? No, but she didn't hate me. You hated me. You hated me. You fucked somebody we worked with. You stopped having sex with me in the last year. I never cheated on you. That was cheating on me. But there's so much I could have done. I was a director in my 20s who came from nothing and was suddenly on the cover of fucking Time Out New York. I was hot shit and I wanted to fuck everybody and I didn't. And I loved you and I didn't want to lose you. But I'm in my 20s and I didn't want to lose that too and I kind of did. And you wanted so much, so fast. I didn't even want to get married. Fuck it. There's so much I didn't do. <laughs> Thanks for that. You're welcome. I can't believe I have to know you forever. Oh, you're fucking insane. And you're fucking winning. Are you kidding me? I wanted to be married. I'd already lost. You didn't love me as much as I loved you. What does that have to do with LA? What? You're so merged with your own selfishness, you don't even identify it as selfishness anymore. You're such a dick. Every day I wake up and I hope you're dead. Dead like if I can guarantee Henry would be okay. I'd hope you'd get an illness and then get hit by a car and die. I'm sorry. two hours per hour. The podcast where we talk about two hours worth of movies in about an hour's worth of podcasts. I am Eliza Chin. And I'm Brian Liu. Brian, how was your New Year's? It's pretty good. Pretty good? It's kind of weird though. It's my, it's, it's my first ever New Year's spent in summer. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I'm from the North Hemisphere. Oh, we get it. I've only I've never been to the North Hemisphere. I've only ever been on the equator, and wait, it's, it's Malaysia. It's on the equator. Oh. Malaysia is on the equator. Oh, I've been up to Hong Kong. Ah, so, North Hemisphere. Yeah. yeah, but it was not snowing, and it was not New Year's. I see. Okay. How was your New Year's? It was good. We went camping. Yeah. Yeah, I already yeah, knew yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
It's not like I haven't told you this just two minutes before. No, we no, no. We're, just, we're just telling. No. We're just telling the audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're throwing a party, um, in like, an hour and a half, and then um, we're we're having it like outside, right? Yeah. And Mum was like, "Okay, we're gonna have the tables," and I was like, "Mum, should do it like parasite." Oh my god. <laughs> like the, 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 the. What do they call it? The crane formation. Yeah, like yeah. the crane. It's like it's like a, it's like the battle formation. You probably don't want to compare. Your party to Parasite's party. Oh, no, 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 no. But that's all we're gonna say, just in case you have not watched Parasite. Yeah, last week we covered Parasite, and this week we're gonna talk about Marriage Story. Marriage Story, which was directed and written by Noah Bombach and edited by Jennifer Lane. It stars um, Adam Driver as Charlie, Scarlett Johansson as Charlie's wife, Nicole, Laura Dern as Nora, who is Nicole's lawyer, Azzy Robertson, who is um, Charlie and Nicole's eight-year-old son, Henry. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Julie Haggerty as Sandra, who is Nicole's mother. Merritt Weaver as Cassie, who is Nicole's sister. She's, I love her. She's so fun. And then you have Alan Alda, who's Bert, who is Charlie's nice lawyer, the first lawyer. Oh, the, first, oh, the old one? Yeah, the old okay, one, yeah. the nice I like, guy. I like, I like him. Yeah. And then you have Ray Liotta as Jay, who is the mean lawyer. The, well, the, not the mean, like, like the yeah, dick, the mean the, lawyer. Like the yeah. dick one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was your first reaction when you finished the movie? I really liked it. I thought, it was, I thought the acting was really, really, really good. <laughs> but the acting was kind of like, it, it was good. It was okay. good. But I feel like it's kind of like, they kind of like make it to feel like it's a theatre play, in a uh-huh. way. Yeah. And do you prefer more sort of naturalistic I, I actually acting. like it. No, I actually oh, okay. like the style, yeah. Yeah. And like the... Hmm, I should... Because like the theatre is... Is the... Yeah. It, yeah. It felt... It was it was appropriate for the story. But I don't know. I felt... I felt like it was distinctly not theatre-ish. Maybe not? the way it was sort of presented could have been a bit theatre-ish. Mm-hmm. But... I felt like the acting itself was very naturalistic and like the crying parts the crying parts and also even the like not even like the big dramatic like emotional parts but just like even like the the sort of very quiet like everyday interactions i like it when adam drivers talks to his son yeah yeah it's really nice it's very nice and it's also like i've seen people talk that way to their kids before it's a very real way it's very real yeah like yeah i think that's just i think that's just with noah baumbach's like movie it's like the storyline's kind of every like line is kind of like awkward but it's real you know what i'm saying mm. yeah you so we've both watched um the marowitz stories which is yeah. another noah baumbach 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 what were your thoughts on that one and I how should... do you think it compared to marriage story I actually like the Maya Wood story so much. Yeah, same. I loved it. It's, I thought it was it's so, so good. quirky and awkward, but it's so good. Yeah, but the thing is, even though it's yeah, it's definitely quirky. Like the characters are definitely characters. You know, like they're definitely yeah, personality, yeah. but they're also very real in a weird way. Like I, 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 feel like I've met these sort of people in real life mm. before. You know, the com- yeah. yeah, and the conversation they have is like you know people have these kind of conversations yeah. where it's just like. People are talking, but they don't line up. They're just talking about the side of story. Oh, the dialogue! <laughs> yeah. The dialogue is so well written. But it's kind of like yeah, half it's good, but sometimes I feel like when I'm watching a movie, it's kind of like uncomfortable for me because they're just talking about their own stuff. Yeah, it's so it's so like intimate. You feel like you're <laughs> looking into someone else's like like living room window or something, and you're just kind of observing them. And it's kind of like um. <laughs> should I should I really be seeing this? This Seems like a family thing. Mm. And I like the my like I like the songs in Maya Woods family. It's so good. Like where Adam Sandler like plays the piano and like the whole family sings. Oh yeah, that yeah. was really nice. I love how they I love how Bombach brings in music to his movies. You know, he the way he does it is because I love musicals. Yeah. I I am a musical musical theater kid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then um and sometimes the way that musical numbers are introduced to a story like like you can feel them coming on or, or like they kind of come out of nowhere and it's it 
it's like, oh, they wanted to put a song here. So. <laughs> <laughs> they want to put a song here, so now there's a song. Yeah. But then with, with Marriage Story and with the Marwitz stories, the songs come when they should be. So like, like when you have emotions and then they can't be like contained within like dialogue and you have to express it in music. It's like, whew, it's so well done. It's so well done. And it feels really naturalistic. Like you could have met, like, when this, the characters sing, it makes sense for that to be there diegetically. Yeah, Noah Baumbach is like really good with like, just like music and like singing and stuff. What do you think of being alive at the end of Marriage Story? Being alive? Yeah, the one he's like, somebody hold me too close, somebody da 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 being alive, being alive, that bit. Oh, yeah. Eliza casually showing off her skills. Well, do you want me to sing bad on purpose or just so I'm more relatable? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'll be more preferable. Okay, I can't really remember that song, but because in the end, I was trying not to cry myself. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favourite moments in the entire movie. Where Adam Driver was reading that. That note. That that note, and also the bit where they're in, um, he's having dinner with all his theatre friends. Oh yeah. And then um, all his theatre company, mm-hmm. and then um, like the piano, like there's, there's some notes, and he like recognizes oh, yeah. the chords, and he like gets up, he does the whole like dialogue bit, yeah. and then he starts singing "Being Alive" from Stephen Sondheim's company. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I Stephen Sondheim is one of my favorite composers. Thank he you. does such good musicals. Um, like the most famous one in the popular conscience is probably Into the Woods because there was a movie. Into the Woods. Into the Woods, the movie, I did not appreciate that much. But Stephen Sondheim is a very, 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 very good composer. And he has a lot of really, really good music. I feel like a lot of movies is like you can't really appreciate a movie, but the music's good. Like Cats, this year's ones. <laughs> but Cats doesn't even have good music. Not gonna lie, it's not very respected. I I like the music though, like the memory. Memory is like the only one anyone knows or likes. (laughs) But it's so good. Like Andrew Lloyd Webber's music is good, but also it's like, you know, it's like like basic theatre kid. You like listen to Andrew Lloyd Webber and you're like, okay, and then afterwards you move on to the stuff you actually like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I get what you mean. You get what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. But like being alive, um, that song is used in such a, a like a significant way in Marriage Story, because it comes from Sondheim's musical Company, right? Mm-hmm. And Company is a musical about marriage, and then um, about relationships as well, and like the struggle in relationships. Oh, yeah. And then at the end of the musical Company, the guy. Um, sings being alive mm-hmm. and um, it's about him sort of acknowledging the the worst parts of a relationship mm-hmm. and how it breaks you and how it makes you super vulnerable and then but then he's also expressing hope and sort of like a willingness to um, to risk that yeah so if you look at the lyrics which um, Charlie sings in Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. It starts off as somebody to someone to hold you too close, someone to hurt you too deep, someone to sit in your chair and ruin your sleep and make you aware of being alive. And then it has like the da 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 da. And then afterwards, the lyrics change from someone to, and it goes into somebody hold me too close somebody Uh, force me to care somebody make me come through i'll always be there as frightened of you of being alive being alive and then it's like charlie has just ended a relationship and then but he's acknowledging that there was good as well as bad in it and like there's there's hope in the song as well as like it shows that he's grown. Yeah. 
I think that's I think the ending does show hope. Like you know how like uh, during the during the middle like the the relationship was kind of like in a bad state, mm. but like in the end they kind of like get along with each other and like acknowledging oh yeah we're divorced, yeah. but like they still remain close as friends in yeah, a way. Yeah. But the last part where Charlie was reading the notes from Nicole ages ago that really oh. broke me. Did you cry? I nearly, I nearly, and then saying something. Four times. Four times. Uh, I wonder if it's the same four. <laughs> yo, yo. But I think at the start of the movie, it hit me hard. Yeah, the in, the, the intro. Oh gosh. And then it snapped back to like what's happening now, and I was like, wait, what? It's crazy. It was so well done. Mm. It was beautiful to look at as well. I just want to put that out there. The, the whole. Filter. Hmm. I don't know. Filter. Sure, right it was word. shot on film. This movie. It's so pretty. It is so pretty. It makes it look like it was like thirty years ago. Even though there's the grain, and like I guess grain might pull you out of the movie because you're like, oh, it's, it's a movie, it's a film. But like for some reason, it just made it even more intimate. Hmm. I think Noah Baumbach always shoots in like, not like, like an old-fashioned style because like in France's heart. Mm-hmm. About like dancers, I haven't finished watching it, but like they shoot in black and white. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And in my words, it's like kind of like grainy as well. Like, it is. Yeah. I actually never knew about Noah Baumbach, but like after the marriage story, I'm like. I want to watch every <laughs> single one of his films. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch every single one of his films. This guy. And he looks. I think he's fifty years old. He is fifty. But yeah. he looks like thirty. Even though he looks like he hates life. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, in his interviews, he's. Yeah. He's so dead inside, which makes me which makes me love him even more. Oh yeah, I would be his friend. I think. Would you? Would I? I don't know. I wish I could be his friend. I think he's very cool. I mean, like, I think he's a very good writer and very good director. Hmm. He's really he's really good at like human interactions, like yeah. knowing how it actually works. It's not like force or anything. Yes, definitely. I would like to show you three. Marriage story memes that I saw that I thought were absolutely hilarious. Is it even is it even possible to explain memes? No, no, I'll just read them out to you. Okay. It's so funny. Okay, so you know in the argument scene how like the 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 big argument scene how mm-hmm. they're in um the living room his living room in L A and mm-hmm. then they start yelling at each other. Okay, so the this first meme right is about is about um the Mandalorian. So um Scarlett Johansson is like. He is a member of Yoda's species, but he's not a baby version of Yoda. And then Adam Driver is like, he's a baby and he's Yoda. How is he not baby Yoda? And then Scarlett Johansson is like, the Mandalorian takes place five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. And he like punches the wall. <laughs> I actually like this format. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so great. Yeah. And then there's another one, um, like at Town Tattoo on Twitter. It says, um... And this one's more interesting. It's like um, it's it touches a bit on onto the director's personal life and what he drew upon to make this movie. Mm-hmm. So Scott Johansson is like, we shouldn't just use the personal life of someone we've never met to dismiss their film. And then Adam Driver is like, all I'm saying is it's impossible to divorce any gendered analysis of marriage story from the context of Bombatch's own experience of divorce. And Scarlett Johansson is like, but you yourself said that any biographical interpretation stifles the possibility of meaningful, critical engagement with a film. And he punches the wall again. (laughs) And here's the last one. This one's really funny. Um, Well, it's not funny. It's like, it's like thought provoking. And I want to hear um, your thoughts on this afterwards. Okay. Um. Oh, by the way, before I tell you this one, did you know that Noah Baumbach, um, he used to be married to this lady, uh-huh. and then now he's, and then he di- they got divorced, uh-huh. and now he's with Greta Gerwig. Don't know who that is. The director of Lady Bird. Oh, wait, what? And li- the new Little Woman. Oh. Oh. Ah. I'm pretty sure they have a kid together. Actual. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, in his interview, he has a one-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so at media underscore Marshall at Twitter says, um, so this is the this is the meme. Charlie has more screen time in marriage stories, so the movie clearly takes his side. 
And then Adam Driver's like, it's fairly even-handed because it takes Charlie the entire movie to figure out what Nicole already knows. Her journey is building a new life. His is taking down his old life. And she says, but the movie is clearly autobiographical. All the better. So of course, no, Bombatch sides with the character like himself. And he punches the wall. Mm. So, I want to know. Who, who, whose side of the story do you think? Um, the movie takes. Yeah. I actually don't think they take anyone's side. You don't think so? Yeah, because I feel like in the middle of this film, they kind of made Chai to look like a dickhead. Really? Like, in a way. Okay. Just, like, slightly. How? Because he, you know how, like, because he keeps on, like, wanting wanting them to move back to, like, New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Despite of all the spaces in LA. Oh, yeah. yeah. All that space. <laughs> all the space in LA. They keep, they keep repeating that. New Zealand, guys. Yeah. But not Auckland. Auckland is more space. Auckland has more space than New York. But Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I never been to LA, so I'll take your word for it. I'll just assume it has lots of space. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the movie, Charlie keeps on, like, wanting them to move back to LA, even though he knows that Henry wants to stay in LA. Uh, not, not, not move back to LA, move back to New York. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I actually found myself siding with Charlie with most of the movie. Actual. Yeah, actually. So. Why? Um, I don't know. Of course. I don't know. Of course, like um, the because the movie he does get more screen time, so we do get more of his side. But also, I don't know. I feel like they they do show Scarlett Johansson just being a jerk. I don't know. She has. She obviously she kind of got the shot on of the stick during the marriage, kind of, mm-hmm. um, because she compromised a lot. Yeah, she she seems to have suffered more during the marriage than Charlie mm-hmm. did, but then afterwards she has she, all that like really aggressive like legal action and like her just being generally kind of backhanded. Oh yes. But I mean, how much of that is her and how much of that is it's her lawyer? Her lawyer. I mean, like, she knows what her lawyer's up to, mm-hmm. I guess. And then also, I felt, I don't know if, I, I, like, when I was watching the movie, I felt like she was being unreasonable to Charlie. Because they're a New York family, you know? They grew up in New York, and yeah. I don't know. I, I found myself siding with Charlie. But oh, yeah? I see. I don't know if the film wanted me to do that. I don't think it did. I think the film was actually very... Was, fair? Yeah, it was quite fair, I think. I think both have their points and like their reasons to mm. like wanting to stay in like New York or LA, LA. Yeah. And the great thing about this is it's it's so fair and it despite giving more screen time to Charlie, it it really does show both sides of the story and it never puts one person in the wrong. It's more would you say like more misunderstanding? And yeah. Like it's very nuanced this movie. Mm. And I feel like, and I feel like we won't even take sides if lawyers weren't brought in. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was until lawyers brought in that like, kind of show that they want to win. Oh, okay. Against yeah. each other. Because before lawyers were brought in, they were just like, oh yeah, we'll just have half of everything, and now like. Lawyers were brought in, and suddenly, like Nicole wants more. Yeah. yeah. Do you think she she really does want more, or do you think it's just her lawyer? I think her lawyer telling her she wants more. Yeah. Probably her lawyer telling her want that she wants more, and her lawyer probably wants more herself as well because she wants to win. I feel like the lawyer is just bitter against all men. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of feminist, say. What do you think about the the lawyer character Nora? Nora Fanshawe, played by Laura Dern. Laura Dern is great, though. I actually like the lawyer character. She was so fun. She, she was like, so fun yeah. to watch. She's like, she's really casual. Taking off her shoes at her office. <laughs> but That office, wow. Hmm. It's but, like, when I imagine LA, like, if, you know, like, when you imagine LA and, like, the typical sort of luxury white girl... Like if the like if you could take the essence of how I imagine LA sometimes mm-hmm. and then put it into a lawyer's office or into a professional setting, 
with the the fuzzy carpets and the and the the, the shiny white desk. Mm-hmm. That's Laura Dern's office. Oh yeah. What do you think of Adam Driver's first and second lawyer? Oh. I thought the nice guy was nice and the mean guy was mean. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I think he should have gone with the, the, the second one or if he should have stayed with the first one. I don't know. But it makes sense that he did what he did. Because he wanted like he wants to win. Or maybe he just doesn't want to lose. Like maybe he's just trying to hedge his losses. That's true, yeah. He wants to move back to New York. He wants to go back to New yeah. York. Which I get, I get, I he get want, that. He wants to be near his... His work. He, yeah, his, his work. Art. And he wants his family to be near him as well. Because mm. mm. he obviously still cares about um, Nicole. Yeah, definitely. But, wait, why did Nicole want to move to LA again? Because of a TV show. Like, oh, because yeah. it's where she grew up. And it has a lot of space. Family. And also because it's hers, kind of, mm. in the way that New York is Charlie's. That's kind of that's kind of a childish thought, to be honest. Do you reckon? Mm. Like hating on like a place just because, just because your ex-husband grew up there, lived up, like lived there. Lived up there. Lived there, yeah, lived there. Um, I don't know. I always got the sense it was more. If she stayed in New York, she would always just be that that director's wife or that director's uh, favorite actress or muse. Or mm. she would always be the muse, and she would never be she would never come into her own if she stayed where she was. So moving to LA would be like fresh start. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see. But Henry do prefer LA more. He did. Mm. Let's talk about Henry's character, because he's actually super interesting. Mm. I like it. At the start, there's a scene where it's like, Adam Driver's like, like, Henry can't sleep. So he got Adam Driver to like, sleep with him. But Adam Driver was like, sleeping on the floor, so Charlie moved down. No, not Charlie, Henry moved down to the floor as well. But then Charlie moved back up to the bed, and then Henry moved back up again. (laughs) I, I remember doing it as a kid. Actually. Yeah. I, I remember I had a nightmare once. So I um I think I got my dad to come or my mum and then there wasn't space so they were on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up and I was like, Where is it? And then I saw them the floor so I went down as well. And then when I woke up again in the morning they were on the bed and I was still on the floor. Parents. Kids. Parents. Mm. And I remember Henry telling Charlie he likes LA more. Eh? He did. He mm. definitely did. His friends, his school. But his this, cousins. Yeah. Despite that, Charlie still wants to like move back to LA. Yeah. And not LA, New York. To New York, yeah. yes. Which he, makes sense. But it's kind of selfish in a way. It's selfish, but it makes sense. Yeah. I felt like Scarlett Johansson was being selfish. I mean, it, like. No, no, yeah, everyone's self- selfish in a way. No one's selfless. That made sense. Mm. It, definitely, it definitely does. It um, was like almost. It was. It was almost justified selfishness. I reckon. Hmm. I remember the old lawyer, like Charlie's first lawyer, told like Charlie that like, and he suggested that Charlie should just spend time with Henry because most people fight for the time, mm. but they never actually use the time. Yeah. Which, which like, which was int- very interesting. And Charlie seemed to enjoy his time with his mother more. But I, I mean, that's just kids. Like you know, kids like they cling to the mother, and then. You mean Henry? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like a lot of kids are like that. They, you know, they're like they they call out for more for mom. And they're a bit more distant from dad sometimes. Um, I think that's just like a. The stage that Henry's going through. Yeah. Where he favours mums more. He is eight years old in the film. Yeah. I felt like he seemed younger, like the way he spoke. Yeah. Maybe I'm just... No, I'm not forgetting how eight-year-olds speak. 
I don't remember. No, we were I feel right. like eight-year-olds speak a bit more intelligently than Henry. But oh no, I don't know. I don't know. Do you reckon that? Do you reckon that sons are closer to mums and like daughters are closer to dads? Because I am closer to my mom. Really? Yeah. I feel like I'm equally close to both my parents. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and I'm not just saying that because we're in my house and they can hear me. I legitimately feel that. I really feel that. Yes. Let's talk about the fight scene in the middle. Oh, okay. Mm. Because that was intense. It was intense. It was explosive and raw and honest and adjective. Yeah. But it was very good. It was very well done. And and I appreciated the catharsis, you know? It was... I don't know. The fighting was was not what I imagined couples fighting to be like. Oh, really? Yeah. What yeah. they say to each other. What do you mean? It's like almost childish in a way. But aren't all arguments childish like when you're so angry it's like you're not making sense anymore. you're not making sense you're just kind of throwing whatever dirt you can yeah. find i wish you were dead that was cold that was cold that was so cold but then but then after that he broke down it. yeah like you like that's how real arguments are like you say something so awful that you regret it instantly and then kind of the argument kind of dies down after that because like it just kind of throws the whole thing into, into a, a, a new light. Like, oh, oh, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't get into arguments that often. Do you not? No. Well. Not 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 arguments like like this one. <laughs> I mean, we're not married yet. That's true. That's yeah. true. I feel like people who have been divorced, and probably people who maybe even people who've like broken up with. Like their boyfriends or girlfriends, be oh, and children, children of divorced families, would be absolute wrecks after watching this. Mm -hmm. Because they can relate to it. Hmm. Relate to it. They're, I feel like they're gonna either hate it or love it. A lot of people say this like this film is like pretentious as. No, I don't think it is. Same. I, I saw this. I saw this review. It was funny as. Wait, let me find it. Let's go on Reddit because I found it on Reddit. Yo, Reddit. Reddit is like the best place to find stuff. Even though it's not professional. No, but that's where you get people who don't have to be pretentious just voicing out their opinion. Mm. I saw this review, two reviews on Letterboxd. They rated half, half a star. Half a star? Mm. No. One, one, one said two whiteys getting a divorce to a school of Toy Story. And the other one's like, this is the only movie I've ever walked out of in my own house. What? It's <laughs> so funny. What's, come on, it's such a good film. I get, I get why people hate it. It's like, it's like, oh my gosh, it's too arty. It's like too try, trying to do, trying too hard. It's like, oh, I'm so deep. Mm. But no, I don't think it is. I don't. I come. I I thought it was very good. Maybe we're just biased. We're just biased. We like Noah Baumbach too much. <laughs> I, I watched like another film of Noah Baumbach, Kicking and Street, Kicking yeah. and Screaming. It was good. It was really good. What's it about? It's about like these like college like uni students and their life after they graduated, because they're like kind of lost and they're just wondering about getting drunk. Oh, that yeah. one's on New Zealand Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, New Zealand listeners, well, only listeners. Because all our listeners are our 15 friends who are obliged to listen. Yeah. It's on Netflix. You can watch it. But it's, oh, it's like 1975 film. 1975? 75? I don't even know. Is it, I, I believe you. Okay. I don't believe myself though. Oh. Yeah. When it's like 2004. <laughs> that would be a big yes. <laughs> we just like lose all credibility. Yeah. I mean... Pretty sure our friends won't mind. Yeah. Yeah. New, New Zealand Netflix is so trash. So, oh. Yeah. There's nothing on there. Whenever I go back to Taiwan, I'll be like, wait, is this on Netflix? 
Because it's just like so much more stuff on Netflix when I go back to Taiwan. When are you going back to Taiwan, Brian? Tell our listeners. Okay, 14th of January. Mm. Yeah. So if any of you want to go to Taiwan and stop Brian, he'll be there after the 14th. Mm-hmm. And I'll be in Taichung as well. Taichung, Taiwan. You heard it here first. <laughs> Pretty sure no one wants to come to Taiwan. <laughs> By the time this one comes out, you will still be in Taiwan, this episode. I reckon I would be. Yeah, you would be, yeah. Because we're going to release it on January 13th. 13th. And this will be three weeks after. Two weeks. Three weeks. Two. Three weeks. Two. Two weeks after. Two weeks two after. Weeks yeah, after. two weeks after. Two weeks after. Yeah. If you sponsor Patreon, <laughs> you can get this episode a week in advance. Can they? Yeah. Okay, sure. Okay. We All just right. made that up. We just made that up. We don't yeah. have a Patreon yet. All we have is an email address. Mm-hmm, that we're not going to use. No, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. But guys, we're going to... if you want to send us money... You're more than welcome. Yeah. Because right now we don't even we don't even have money to put on like put on the platform. <laughs> to put like to get what's it called? They don't need to hear how unprofessional we are. Okay. No no we're professionals. We're, we're very professional. We have we are in a very fancy recording studio right now with a sound engineer and a producer and um There's yeah. not a kettle keep, boiling in the distance. Yep. Keep going, keep going. Oh yes. Now I think we should take a break. It's in my wits composition. We wrote it when I was nine. And we're back. Are we back? Yep. We are back. Indeed, we are back from yeah. our short break. We're back from our short break. Oh yeah, I need to correct myself before. I said I said kicking and screaming was filmed in 1975, but he lied. It, You're yeah, a liar. Turns, yeah, I'm, I lied, guys. It turns out it's 1995. Just I mean, off by a little bit. Just, just off by like 20 off. years. Yeah. Not that much. Not too bad. <laughs> Not too shabby. There you go. My wit stories. Yeah, we want to talk about my wit story more because we just loved it too much. It was so... I really, 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 really liked my wit story. I really, 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 really like it. Why did you like it so much? Because it was good. I thought you had bad, bad taste. I thought I had bad taste too. Maybe it's just a bad movie. Maybe Marwit's story is horrible. <laughs> nah, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. I I like I like I like I like Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller in the movie. 
They all have like crap ass films. Maybe not Bansler, but, like, but, but Adam Adam's, Drive. Uh, Adam, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler has like Adam crap Sandler. ass films. But then like once in once in a while he makes good. And movies. then I and then I respect him again. <laughs> and then the next movie you lost respect for him again. I don't know. I don't. I just don't watch the bad ones because <laughs> they make me feel like I want to die. Whoa, that's a bit harsh. Yeah, I'm sorry. If Adam Sandler's listening to this, I'm sure you're you're a very nice person. Let's be friends. But I don't like Jack and Jill or Blended or um. Grow up. Yeah, sorry. I like but I thought series. I liked you heaps in Marowitz. It was very very good. I like your I like your limping. Yeah. The <laughs> thing yeah. The thing about Marowitz is. It has that it has that bombatch like touch as well, you know? You know, it has it that flavour. But what I don't get is Adam Sandler Adam Sandler's daughter in the film. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you think real film students are actually that bad? Surely that's exa- I'm sure it's exaggerated for like comic effect. Is it? Is it? I don't know. Maybe it is that they're just maybe maybe it is. But her film are so so bad. But that's like, you know, like, you know, when, like, it's like art students, like, when they go to uni and then they're like, oh, experimental, and, yeah. and they're all like, experimental. My body is and, art. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, the film was like, like, it was like, um, is this even necessary? It wasn't, and then they did it twice, or three times? Twice. Twice, I think twice. it was twice. And I was, it was like, like, oh gosh, again. It was like her naked, and like. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, I, and then Adam Sandler, like, the first time he was like, mm, okay. And okay, then the second I time he I'm was like, watch this by you know what? And then the second time he was like, it's pretty good. No, I support you, my dear. It's pretty good. You got the artist stuff. You got the artist blood in you. Does she? <laughs> no, not really. Maybe she, do, maybe she just needs to cultivate it. But I like how, I like how Adam Sandler is like, I like how the Maya Wits are like so artsy. Like they support being an artist so much. Yeah, mm. it's the sculptor father, and the piano, the piano son. son who is unemployed, and then and the filmmaker the... granddaughter, and then you have you have the stepmom, which is all <laughs> she's over the. So, she's so hippie. She's such a hipster. Holy crap! She probably smokes weed by herself. Obviously, obviously. Yeah. Any one of those sort of glasses, the tinted glasses. <laughs> if you wear them like just like, not just to the beach, then you know you're yeah. a hipster. Um, what kind of old person do you think you'll be when you grow up? That's a good question. That's a really, um, like what kind of style? Yeah, and are you gonna be like the like the cranky like granddad that's like get off my lawn? You whippersnapper, but then like, the, it, you, you'd use our slang, but then in 50 years, so it'd be like, get off my, my turf. Turf. G, you, you ain't a mad lad, I don't know. Oh, man. that's so disgusting. <laughs> no, 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 I'll be that granddad when it's like, it's like family gathering, and I'll like, I'll learn the teenage slang beforehand, oh. so I can say it like really cringy and just like, it just like embarrassed them. My siblings and I taught um, my parents parents slang. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we taught them what the word savage meant. Oh. So so um it was about I don't know how long the road trip was, but um maybe like four hours and mm. then whenever any one of us like roasted the other my my dad would be like, Oh savage <laughs> It was so funny. It just made the whole thing so much funnier. <laughs> I love it when, like, I love how it's like we're not even that like we're only like thirty years from our like parents, but somehow our language has like we have like a different language. Yeah, I think it's cool colloquialism. I guess that's why gener like different generations are like fighting each other. <laughs> like the boomers, the boomers are thing. the boomers are fighting like My the generation My sister keeps Z. saying "okay, boomer" to me, and I'm in the same generation as her. <laughs> we're all I Gen think, Zs. Yeah. No, but, but OK Boomer is funniest when you use it, like, just very wrongly. Like, so obviously wrongly. Mm. Like, if you say it to, like, a baby. 
That's funny. It. <laughs> but like, I don't get why people get so offended when, like, they get called boomer. You know what I mean? It's not like a, it's, it's not like I mean, a offensive term. It's just term. like, you are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just when you were born. Oh, and there's some there's people that's like oh saying boomer is like saying the n word, and every black no. guy, and like every black person was like no, no it's not. There was, it's not even yeah. a comparison, my G. No. You oh stop saying that. I said it once. You said it twice now. Okay. Okay. Me and Eliza likes Meyerowitz, like my like the story of Meyerowitz. I love the relationship Adam Sandler has with his daughter. It's really, it's really nice. It's so sweet. It's like, that's like, that's like... That's how it should be. Yeah, that's family goes. And then the, um, like, the bit where they're at, at the university, and then she's introducing him to the boyfriend, and mm-hmm. she's drinking, and then he's like, don't drink that! And then he, like, slaps the beer out of her hand, she's like, what on earth, man! And then she, like, storms away. Like, that was such... It was it was a very quick moment, but like it was it was just like it like broke my heart. I was Why? Like, oh, because like you know they had such they have such a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's it's realistic that um, parents get into fights with their kids. Mm-hmm. Their parents who are super good friends with their kids, but I don't know it's still sad when it happens. I think it was just because she was drunk. Yeah. Yeah. But also she was embarrassed. You know, she was a bit mm-hmm. humiliated. And. Let's talk about Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Yeah. Adam Driver with has such a fascinating career. He started off as a marine. He started off as a marine. But then he got injured, so he can't like get like get stationed into like the mi- Middle East Asia. Yeah, and then he got into Juilliard. Yeah, he he's always like, oh yeah, I was lucky to get into like in like a uh, acting school. Yeah. And it was Juilliard. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's like only like the top. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you seen his TikTok? Adam Driver. Adam Driver's TikTok. What? From like marine to actor, I think the title is. No. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. It was. I I watched it after, um, Force Awakens came out, and I was like, whoa, Kylo Ren. I want to see more. But um. Yeah. So and then he was he was talking. There was like a really funny bit where he was talking about how he got to Juliet and then like. It was after being in the Marines, and then he was like a civilian, and the transition was really mm, weird. He said tr- the transition was weird. Yeah, and then like going from like you know fighting people and being in really dangerous situations to being in like a room, like and and being like instructed to like focus your energy into a ball and yeah. throw it to the wall. You know, like he said that in his TED talk as well. Yeah. Mm. But how did he get to Juilliard? Good. Damn. Yeah, he is good. He's so solid. I think the only the first time I know Adam Driver was from Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. When same. Kylo Ren took off his helmet. I was like, I, whoa. Now that like, what? <laughs> Seriously? That's Kylo Ren. <laughs> I like how Star Wars does their helmet reviews. It's like ordinary people under the, the scary masks. Yeah, but I feel like Disney's ruining Star Wars. I haven't watched Rise oh. of Star Sky, Skywalker yet. Same. I would, I need to watch it. I'm a bit afraid. <laughs> but wait, okay. Here's a real question. Do you find Do you find Adam Driver hot? Yes. How? He's like such an old dude. <laughs> he looks old. No, he doesn't. I mean, he, he kind of does. No. Okay. No, no, no. It's the and it's the voice. Like how deep it is. <laughs> so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> But, it's so cool. <laughs> but he's such a like I don't know. I feel like from from movies, you feel like his personality is like a really dry one, like just like really calm and silent and doesn't really have emotions. Like from yes, mm, like in Marriage Story, he's calm. Like really and then calm. when someone the outburst comes, yeah. it's like oh. Yeah. And in Patterson, which is another film, he's so quiet. It's it's. I was watching it, but it was like the film was so slow and so quiet. I was like, nah, I'm not watching this anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Who directed it? What, I don't know. What's it, what's it about? Pat, it's Pat, Pat, Patterson. Patterson. It's about. Oh, you said Paddington. At I, don't know. I don't remember ever driving Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Patterson. It's about like this driver, bus driver, and his like career in like writing and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was just so long. <coughs> and Adam Driver and it was so dry, but like, it was all good. 
It's yeah. Andrew. I want to be Andrew's friend. He's a cool guy. You want to be everyone's friend in like the movie, the movie industry. Yeah, the movie. It's, it seems like there are a lot of cool people there. Nah, I'm just got just gotta have friends in high places, yeah. Kind of like same, and also Adam Driver like <coughs> worked with Noah Baumbach a lot there, it's four times. Four times. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously, Marriage Story, Francis Ha. Oh no. Yes, Francis yes. Hart. Yeah, Francis Hart. And Matt in Marowitz Story, is a, a minor role. Then, he was yeah. Ben Stiller's client. And then um, we're still... Eh, yeah. We were young. We were young. Yeah, we were young. So they... Obviously, I have a solid collaboration thing. Yeah. Adam Driver's... I actually don't find that hot. His voice is so deep. It actually is. And he's like a, he's so like big, it's like a refrigerator. <laughs> he, oh my gosh, like his, it's like, it's like a, yeah, when he took off his like top and like style, it's like a, it's like a rectangle. Yeah. No, but what was that with the high-waisted pants? Yeah. It's so funny. But. Coincidentally, that was like one of my favorite scenes though from, is it? from that movie. What was it called? Star Wars? No, I know it's called Star Wars. Force Awakens, and then... The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi. Yeah, I think yeah, The Last Jedi. That was The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Can you just cut to the bit where I say, The Last Jedi? No. This is, this is going in. So it's like, it's like raw and natural. And we can get all of it. Okay. A lot of just doesn't want to be embarrassed. I mean, I embarrass myself enough. So... <laughs> no, you don't. So if you can just... And to tell my like further, you know, sources of embarrassment. No. That would be appreciated. No. 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 Fine. Okay. No, it's actually all good. I forgive you. Okay. But you know who I actually find hot? Who? Scott Johansson. Really? Uh, okay, she's not hot. Attractive. She's very pretty. Um. She has really nice features. I like her nose. I've been, I, I, I'm, I've been meaning to watch Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation is so good. It's one of my favorites, I think. What is it about? This, um, it's about Japan. Yeah. And the premise is you've got Bill Murray, who's a movie star, doing advertisements in Japan and like talk show and TV shows, and he's alone. And he's pretty disillusioned with life. He's, he's, his marriage is like, eh, he's sad. And then you have Scarlett Johansson. Um, who's staying in the same hotel with her new photographer husband and the, the the young couple like doesn't really understand each other and she's lonely and sad too and then Scott Johansson and Bill Murray become friends and it's nothing more than friendship but it's like an exploration of friendship oh I see yeah it's very good okay oh. so good it's on my watch Sofia Coppola Coppola okay yeah it's Boston Translation is on my like, watch list and lastly, we can talk about why divorce? Like, why do people divorce? Why, why do you think this couple in particular did? Okay, this couple in particular. Because um, you get the sense that it was Nicole that wanted it. I mean, she obviously she served in the papers, mm. but you get the sense that she was the one. To suggest it, maybe. Yeah, because it it, it cut to it cut to like them getting a divorce, eh? Yeah, mm. in the in the the, the counseling office. Yeah, but I think it's just because um she's not understood in the whole marriage. Yeah. Because I, just, I remember right, she was like, oh, like I, I I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she was like she didn't have like a much of like a say in the whole family. It was just always Charlie's decision on what they do. Do you think that warrants her decision to divorce him? Probably. Okay. And I think she wants to wants to go out there for herself as well. What's really interesting is you can tell they still love each other, like <laughs> not not romantically anymore, but they've they've known each other so well, mm. and they still want to. They still want what's best for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like how, like, when they were still fighting or something, and Charlie went to Nicole, and Nicole was like, oh, you want me to cut your hair? Yeah, I actually like that part. And, and 
just after that scene where where they they're closing the gate together mm -hmm. because the automatic gate didn't work, and then oh, they yeah. look up and it cuts, 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 and then it shuts. Oh. That 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 scene was. Mm. It's like yeah, you you definitely can tell they still care about each other, mm. care for each other, which I like it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Because on like the court, they're all like trying to win against each other and trying to like. Trying to say, oh, Nicole's an alcoholic and stuff like that. Even though he, she only like drinks a little bit, just like normal people do. Yeah. Like on the court, they seem like they're trying to get each other, but like when it comes back to just them two, it's like a really normal interaction. Yeah, and mm. you get the sense that they're doing their best to be normal with each other as well, but they're also comfortable with each other, but they're also like a bit uncomfortable with each other because in light of recent up. events, but. Mm. It's very human, and it's very well done. Yeah. How would you rate the film? I was just going to ask you that. How would you rate that? Um, a very, very solid 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? Damn. I think I'll give it a 9 out of 10 as well, to be honest. It's good. How would you rate my words? Oh, I don't know. 8, maybe? I'll give it... 7.5, 8. Like an eight, mm. yeah. It's good. Mm. And yeah, that'll be it for this week. That's covering, it for this covering week. You have story. been listening to two hours per hour, where we can be contacted at two hours per hour at gmail.com. That's the digit two, and then hours, h o u r s, p e r, h o u r at gmail.com mm -hmm. and next week we'll be covering check. I think that's our email <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's our email yeah I'm pretty sure it's our email Brian keep talking while I look ok next week next week we'll be covering Wajering with you it's a, it's a Japanese it's so good is it? I still haven't seen it before you haven't seen it yet? no oh it's, it's so good I've seen your name before I love your name ok next week we'll be covering that where is our email thing? I think it's on this side. No, it's not. Uh, guys, we're not disorganized. Trust us. It's just this one part that's not organized. Yes, that's our email. Two hours per hour. Two hours per hour at gmail.com. The digit two. We don't have social media yet. Nope. I don't think we, we need it. Mm -hmm. So you can't find us on Instagram. You can't find us on Twitter. You can't find us on Facebook. But you can find us on Reddit. On Reddit? <laughs> Just our username, our personal account. Did you yeah. say Reddit or Letterbox? Reddit. Reddit. Oh, you can find us on Letterbox as well. Uh, do you have a Reddit account? I just do the browser guess. Oh, I have a Reddit account. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you can follow us on Letterbox. Yo. Yeah. And that'll be. We can show off to our friends that we have. Letterbox followers. Yeah. And that'll be it for us today. That'll be it. Thank you very much for listening. Happy New Decade. Happy Saturday. Happy January. Happy New Year. Even though you won't be listening to this at New Year's time. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy January 20th. And Goodbye. Yep. That'll be it for us. Goodbye. Someone to hold you too close Someone to hurt you too deep Someone to sit in your chair To ruin your sleep That's true, but there's more than that Is that all you think there is to it? You have so many reasons for not being with someone, Robert But you have one good reason for being alone Come on, run to something Bobby, run to something Someone to need you too much Someone to know you too well Someone to pull you up short, to put you through hell. You see what you look for, you know? You're not a kid anymore, Robbie. I don't think I'll ever be a kid again, kiddo. Being alive. Being alive. Being alive. Blow out the candles, Robert, and make a wish. Want something. Want something. Somebody hold me too close.
Somebody hurt me too deep. Somebody sit in my chair and ruin my sleep and make me aware of being alive. Being alive. Somebody need me too much. Somebody know me too well. Somebody pull me up short and put me through hell and give me support for being alive. Make me alive. Make me alive. Make me confused. Mock me with praise. Let me be you. But alone is alone, not alive. Somebody crowd me with love, somebody force me to care, somebody make me come through, I'll always be there, as frightened as you. To help us survive being alive.